from Barigapod Podcasts. Welcome to Dead Cinema Society, roundtable film analysis concerned with the revitalization of cinema out from entertainment. My name's Yoshi. Hello, society. Chris here. We sat down with the Embrace of the Serpent star, Breon Davis, to talk about the film that we reviewed on Dead Cinema Society 13, just getting a closer look at what Breon's experience was making the movie, what themes surrounding the movie he kind of embraced the most, and overall, we just had a great time with Breon. As always, you can subscribe at our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Society or wherever you find your podcasting apps. Let's jump into it. Um, but so let's segue into Embrace of the Serpent. Um, yeah, uh, Chris, I'm going to give the floor to you. Yeah, so I'm going to be moderating this section uh, and kind of trying to steer the conversation into something I think we can keep going with. But feel free to just talk about whatever you want at any point. Uh, my question uh, I want to go first is we're going to go back to uh, your earlier work uh, with A Noble Exile. Uh, so you talk a lot in an interview that I was researching earlier today about, you know, character and, and embodying uh, a character as a way of almost like a therapeutic action. Um, and so I'm wondering, in your opinion, uh, does Evan, in, in the in the story of Embrace of the Serpent, does he go through that transformation of, you know, not only finding himself as a person, but finding himself as a man and as a, as a person on this earth as we are hurtling through the, you know, starship, whatever. Uh, do you feel that starship your... Yes, the Starship <laughs> Karamakante. Yes. Do you feel that his transformation was something that you carry with you to this day? So I, I, I researched I researched you quite a bit during during this today, and I, I know that you journal quite a bit. Do you still carry a bit of Evan with you? And if you were to write a journal entry, how would you start it? Oh wow. That's good. Uh, as Evan? As as yourself thinking through Evan's uh, eyes, I guess. As yourself, through Evan, wow. through Ciro, yes. through an Amazonian native, through... Through Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, great question. Um, it, it's really interesting because I did journal as Evan throughout you know, the month leading up to going to the Amazon and then through the Amazon. And, and what I realized when I got there... I'm going to try and get to the, the to a succinct answer for you. Sure. When I got there, I realized all the research, all the everything that I had done. I read the, my Bible was One River by Wade Davis. That was preemptive to going there. So I got to got to kind of through that knowledge um, of Wade's experience, who had worked with Richard. Um, uh, I got to kind of go through that experience academically. Um, and then I knew that nothing was going to be able to prepare me for walking onto the the the, the riverbanks um, uh, in that experience. Nothing was going to prepare me, so I kind of let go. And then when I got there, we flew into they. I flew into Bogota, uh, stayed overnight there. They flew me into Matu, um, and then the next day, and then um, and then I. Uh, literally stepped into this Jeep that had a gas tank 
and in between my legs and the guy was smoking a cigarette and he said, well, when you die, you die. <laughs> and I said, no, not, not on the first day of me getting here. Let's, <laughs> let's shoot the film first. Um, and, and then when I got there, they took me two hours deeper into the Amazon. Um, and I was greeted by Christina, the producer, her kids, uh, my translator and acting coach, um, Andres Barrientos, who's one of my favorite people and best friends in the world. Guys, try to reach out to him. I can connect you. Um, and, um, and within that first week, we're staying at this uh, uh, Russian uh, energy thing on the river and this big, long shed where we're all stationed. Um, cold showers began then and lasted for the two months I was there. Um, Is that your decision was, or that was a decision for the entire cast? I'm sorry? Cold showers, you said? Yeah. It just, that- we, there, there weren't warm showers. Oh, no so choice. Th- I, was, I was curious if that was a choice made to get into character or if that was just how it was. Mental clarity? No, I don't go that method. <laughs> I see. But answer your question was what I realized when I got there is that Brion was experiencing <clears throat> um, a new world. And Brion was experiencing everything for the first time. And it's almost as if Evan, and so Evan was also experiencing so many things through the first time. So I really tried to go through all the scenes and go through the experience as if I was living it the, in the first time. Um, every day, you know, mastering the language with Toto was that, that was my main journal entry. I have a picture of my bed, just like, just completely, um, uh, covered with rewriting the words over and over again, over again. But the journal entries were today. I met Katamakati. Uh, I met, um, uh, Nilbio and, um, Antonio Bolivar, who by the way, passed away of COVID, uh, a couple of months ago, a few months ago. Oh. Yeah. So the older Katamakati. Yeah. Um, Jesus. that's, yeah. Um, but what a, what a blessing to meet him. And he was a father. He was a father to all of us. He was joy. He didn't know English, but he knew Winano, Watoto, um, um, Portuguese and Spanish. I knew some Spanish and, but our main communication was all nonverbal with one another. Wow. 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 That, oh my God. The fact that you got into this answer, Brion, by talking about like your I'm a, my entry point is going to be academic I'm going to read Wade Davis I'm going to get some idea of what's going on and then how quickly is oh I'm going to put this book down um yeah you talk about uh feeling uh, emotion uh, that's deeply effective for me uh I studied in Mexico City and traveled throughout uh parts of South America and you would you're speaking Spanish and then suddenly it's like well I don't recognize that language oh that's a uh, that's a tribal language that uh, you probably wouldn't know. And I'm the kind of person who just, well, let me open a door and wander into that. And next thing you know, you're being hosted to a dinner or you're just following a culture that you, you would otherwise know nothing about. The fact that what you just described about how, you know, it was funny for a second because you were like, Brion was feeling this and then it was like this. And then eventually I was in this world. I don't think it's something that everybody might experience in their life. The fact that you talked about it, it was just amazing. Yeah. No, it's, 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 
it, it's an impossible thing to relate to and a, a glorious benefit to anyone's life to have that experience for sure. Um, so but getting, yeah, I mean, getting I back think, to Chris's question, um, did, did you, so you, you were kind of hinting that you did a lot of preparation and then if I, if I'm not mistaken, you were about to go say that perhaps you had to throw all that preparation out because when you got there, you realized that you were already everything you needed. Is that kind of what you felt? Yeah. Uh, and you know, there, yeah. And, and, and the, the work really was wrapping my body and language, my, my mouth around the language. Everything I spoke was English intent, right? My intentions, my, uh, object, my uh, objectives was all English intent. And so the listening, right, which is one of the great many um, ne necessary tools for an actor, the listening component was based on his behavior. So in the scenes, I don't necessarily know exactly what he's saying, right? I just know his behavior, and I, I understand the, the 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 concept around the scene, the the emotional intent around the scene, um, and so to 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 inject the English interpretation while that language is coming out of my mouth was the biggest challenge, um, for sure. Uh, in the Robin script, might, yeah, was his lines in English in the script? So I got an English translation. Okay. So I got an English translation. And uh, so that's what I studied. I studied the conceptual English translation. And then when I got there the first week, I wasn't shooting the first week, week and a half that I was there. They were finishing up with um, uh, Theo. And Theo and I kind of overlapped. Um, Jean Bedvoot, who's phenomenal. Um uh, he, he was wrapping up. And so at that time I was just immersed in the language. Um, and then, uh, and, and as time went by, I began to pick up the language. I, I began to understand kind of like I would even accidentally respond in the language. So, so gradually over time I was able to pick it up, but we sat down at the table with Antonio and we'd have it all mapped out. This is how you do, this is a buena fue con el right? So that would be the, the, the language, the, the concept of the scene structure, the, the sentence structure that we were going to be doing the next day. Cool. I'm going to spend the next six hours putting all that into my mouth, <laughs> right? <laughs> and trying to regurgitate that. And then what would happen, we'd show up on set the next day and Antonio would say, oh, that's not how you respond to this. And so I would have to change certain words and reformate it in my mouth. And I only got like one or two takes because we're shooting on 35 millimeter. Oh, Pretty man. much I had to get my shit down because he was, he was very Marlon Brando. <laughs> wow. He was phenomenal. There were moments, and guys, this was, this was the, the crazy part. There were moments because he's relatively a non-actor. And he's looking at me and we're communicating with one another. And I'm saying all this harsh stuff to him and he starts to tear up. And I remember in a rehearsal going, he knows that I'm not really saying this stuff to him, right? Because it felt so visceral in his response. So once I was able to know that he understands this is acting, right? And we're telling a story, then I was able to be freed up. But, but it, was, it was heartbreaking many moments. 
I and bet. I could, I could tear up even now just thinking about it. But so in, in these moments when you're, when you're having a full on conversation in a language you fundamentally don't speak, how do you as an actor listen intently enough knowing that you have to hit a mark essentially on the last syllable. So if the sentence structure is such a way and you have to hit it on toe and then you have to interject or you have to like, wait a second and process, like what is that timing process for you? Like when you, um, so I, 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 I don't want to sound, I'm just going to provide this information. Yeah. I don't want to sound condescending or anything, but maybe yeah. for whoever's listening, when we listen, we listen with all of our five senses, right? So uh, we listen, touch, sound, sight, you know, all the five senses. And then there's that other sense, right? There's there's something intangible that you're listening to, and you embody all of that. And, you know, there were times when we're on the river and we got to get the shots out. Um, and there's sometimes uh, in the boat where uh, Andres is – on this side and he's saying the line in English and I'm on this side responding in, in, um, in Watoto just so we can get that shot out quick. So that's some behind the scenes information that, that may support that answer. Um, but most of the time, uh, especially the riverbank scene when he takes them out, that's just me and him and, uh, and, and, and responding and, and listening that, that scene was one of the most intimate, um, and then the watch, throwing the Roy the watch and all that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can totally um, maybe relate with what you had gone through. I'm currently shooting a series right now. And without, you know, going too far into making this about me, I, I did a lot of preparation beforehand because um, this was my first opportunity to, to explore a character for multiple seasons and really sharpen my teeth as an actor. And, I did a lot of prep and a lot of things like, you know, fasting and, and hiking without food for days, like these types of extreme things, and then showed up and, and sort of, you know, had the experience of, you know, my job is to come here and just surrender because all of these ideas and preconceived ideas of how these scenes were supposed to go down or not a, at all how they're going down. Mm-hmm. And, and over time and time again, my director is essentially helping me just bring bring Yoshi out is, is what we've been calling it is just bring Yoshi out because that's really what, why they brought me here to begin with. And so I've come to learn recently that a big part of acting, at least on this project is just sort of dealing with the external um, world, the external situations that are coming at you, whether that's the elements or whether that's a language that you have to learn um, or the fact that you can only do two takes. It's like these external forces are really the job that is at hand for the actor and while all that prep work i did was was nice and i'm not saying it didn't affect me in a positive way really my job at the end of the day was to sort of be present and listen and surrender to what was being given to me so is that that it's probably no coincidence that your character is sort of going on this type of a journey of shedding attachments and letting go of preconceived notions and ideas of what life is all about and what his journey was all about and so to get back to Chris's original question, did you feel that, that you were also going through that journey that the character was going through? And the second part of the question would be, during the process of shooting, were you second-guessing yourself? Were you, were you looking at Ciro and saying, like, did we really get that? Or, or, or were you pretty instantaneously uh, believing in what was happening? 
So I, 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 I hear both. And, and, and the word that just kind of came to my mind is trust. And, and the work is essential. Uda Hagen calls it the essential work, the, the invisible work. All that work that you did um, is going to build confidence. The, the, the question is, am I going to re- remain contained in that or am I going to utilize that as part of my artillery, as part of my tools when I show up on set and I'm free and I let go? And if, if I take to mind that I am the medium in which this character's story is being told, then there's a lot of release of pressure to understand that what is the most like me in Evan and elevate that. And in this moment when I landed, the most like me and Evan was the newness of the experience and to be open with that. Knowing also, if I'm going to take Brion here and Evan here, knowing that Brion's got a job to do, the government sent Evan to do this job. Okay. And I cannot deny the fact that I am affected right now by Antonio. I cannot deny the fact that I am overtly impressed by watching indigenous people eat termites out of a thing, right? I, I, I cannot deny Brion's experience of awe at, at, and majesty of the, you know, so all of that played, played a role. Um, you know, when that kind of pressure is on you, when you've never met anyone, um, and as actors, we face this all the time, um, and they pay you a lot of money. They fly you. And it was a huge risk to Ciro to hire me. Huge, right? Um, and then, but when we get there and we give ourselves over and, like you said, surrender to the experience, trusting that all that academia, all that invisible work is in us, it's already in us. Trust it and move forward. Um, then it's gonna it's gonna serve. You can't you can't. I cannot. I personally cannot show up on set without extensive research. I just can't. No, but, that, obviously depending on the role. But yeah, I think that and I, Yoshi. That's why he asked such a great question because I, I was curious myself. You, I'm thinking of all those roles that you play right now. You, the guy who just folded up his vision board and you know. I mean, with us, I I love it because I've got. I'm looking for mine which is usually right next to me. I can grab it and look at it. And I just thought he's walking into a situation. Like when you talked just now about eating termites, like what else did you see? Because like, these are like, like eating. Yes, I get all that because I'm just, it's deeply fascinating to me, Brian, what you endured uh, going through this process, the beginning of the process, how you're trying to approach this, maybe as any actor would. And then suddenly it's, oh, I, I now I'm going in a different direction and I'm experiencing things that I've never experienced before in my life. But if there were things other than, you know, besides just watching natives eat, the indigenous people eating termites, were there other things? And if so, what were they? Um, uh, the mountains, uh, the river, um, you know, when you, when you begin to trust life, um, Here's a little thing. Like in 2007, I and this is the benefit of things like vision boards and being in vision and committed mm-hmm. to vision and not worrying about the how. How is you this going to happen? But being in vision. <laughs> um, the how, the mechanic is going to present itself to you. Um, and so you take committed action once that happens. The vision was for me to go to the Oscars by 2016. 2007, I said, I'm going. And I'm so far away from that. 
I didn't know any A-list actors. I didn't know any, I didn't know Alejandro Iñárritu. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know these people. It was so far away, but I was committed in every step of the way to cultivate myself, to educate myself, to be present and creator of story. Um, and then suddenly, uh, you know, I did this movie called um, Avenged. It's a horror, low budget horror film. Uh, Jason Gravitz is one of the producers on that. Phenomenal human being. Um, and then two years later, he calls me and says, hey. And so I fought to get in that film, Avenged. I right. fought for it. And they were replacing the lead initially, um, who was phenomenal. Um, but then he ended up being able to work out his schedule. So he was actually, he came back on. So I didn't get the role. So I wasn't going to be in the film. And then two weeks later, the younger brother character bailed. And so they called me and said, would you play this role? And I said, yes. That's what introduced me to Jason by working on that film. Flash forward two and a half years later, hey, there's a role of a guy that looks like you. Friends of mine are producing it in Columbia. Would you be willing to go to Columbia? Yeah. So they sent me the script, talked to Ciro, and I said everything in my life, and I read the script, everything in my life has led me up to saying yes to this. Um, I was uh, on the waterfront and Boy Scouts. I taught canoeing. I taught rowing. I taught uh, oh, Maribad oh weaving God. in the Ozarks as a kid. I'm an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Wait, where'd somebody go? Oh, Yoshi left. It might have. Yeah, he was so overwhelmed with uh, your vision boards. He's <laughs> there he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. I'm going to grab his. And then, uh, and then they asked me, you know, they asked me, uh, Ciro asked me, Oh, there's so much magic, man. I mean, there's so much magic that happened. Um, and he asked me, um, you know, what I thought, how the United States would take, you know, would take this film. And I said, well, it's black and white and nine different languages. I don't know. Um, but uh, it it went from nobody hearing about it within a month was just flying through the the radars of and Alec Baldwin saw it at, at the Hamptons Film Festival. He followed me into the bathroom, wanted to know the song, <laughs> you know, the, oh my um, gosh. you know, and, and so all of that happened. And then bam, at just before Sundance, we got word that we're uh, top five for the Oscars. Um, and I was going to get to go. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's just being in, in vision and the latter part of your question, Chris, um, to answer that is, um, you know, I, I just knew it and then it, it went away. Uh, right. So the last part, yeah, so the last part of your question was mm -hmm. to, do you remember exactly? Cause it's right. Yes. So basically I, you, I'm, I'm not an actor. I can't speak to that, but I can, I, I know that when you do this much research and when you embody this character, some, a little piece of that person stays with you. Uh, yeah. And, so, so to that, um, when Katamakati, and it really didn't dawn on me until Can, um, until I saw the film, uh, and he says, "You are Chicano." Uh, that kind of responsibility um, and that kind of obligation uh, has that moment. <clears throat> I wasn't aware of it in the moment. Uh, has taken me the last couple of years to to really digest and land me where I'm at right now with, with what I'm, what, what I'm committed to creating now. Um, but yeah, Evan stays with me and the moment <laughs> I'm kind of, I may be jumping ahead, but the moment that Evan and I 
uh, Evan was present. Richard was present um, on the banks of the river in the butterflies. So it was like he and I were standing there holding hands, looking at the river, having that experience. So th that was one of the last days that we were, I think we were in Matu, and one of the last, like of the last week of shooting. And the butterflies were feeding on minerals along the shore and Cyril cleared the set said, hey, Brion, get on that side. And when I say action, just walk. And when you get to the butterflies, stop. And I knew exactly what was happening. And um, <laughs> it's and so uh, I, I, I walk, I do the walk, and then I land in the butterflies, and they fly up around me, and I feel, I, I just feel it. And I'm standing there, and literally I feel Evan next to me, or Richard, Evan, uh, Richard next to me. And I look out at the river and I look out as Brion, that's Brion standing there, Richard's there too, but it's like the two of us. Um, and like, and I hear Ciro say, okay, walk out, walk out of frame. And I couldn't move, I couldn't move. That was a direction I wasn't gonna take right away. Um, so I stayed there for a little bit, took a breath, took it in. I didn't, you know those moments in your life that you just, you don't want them to end. Cause you know, once you take a step, it's going to be over. And that was one of, of the many that I've had, but that one was one of the most powerful. And so I walked out of frame. Uh -huh. That wasn't the last scene in the film. And I didn't know. Shit. Oh, man. <laughs> do but you now, feel like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wow. No, that's it. That's it. Uh, do you feel like, and to borrow a word from the, the movie, do you feel like your Chulachakwe, my pronunciation is terrible, was fused with his at that point? And you guys kind of stepped in that moment together, feeding on that story and, and, and really in that moment being together as one. Um, I think I think I I think we both realized and I think, you know, I think Richard had Richard had a, a romanticized relationship with the Amazon. So we we pulled certain experiences from Richard's. Uh, the, the the father of Ethnobotany, um, his storyline, and we've plugged it into this narrative. Um, and so the experience that 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 I was having, I think he had in the 19 years that he was there. I think he was holistic and I think he was passionate about what he was doing. He discovered thousands and thousands of medicinal remedies and plants, named thousands more. Um, and then... Uh, and then they they had asked him to go there and, and cultivate rubber, but the war had was just ending, um, and so it was really the plants and the medicine that that we benefited the, the greatest from. Um, yeah, and and the for Brion, it really was after I saw the film at Cannes. Uh, um, Antonio was there, Nilbio was there, they flew them, they'd never been on a plane outside of, you know, what we were doing when we were filming, flew us all to Cannes, um, actually, they flew them to Cannes, um, I had to make my way there, they had, they, they housed me, but everything else I had to finance for myself, which is a whole other story later, um, and then seeing the film, that morning we go in, it was a Friday morning, we walk in, press is there, I haven't seen the film yet. Huge theater, right? One of the 800-seat massive theaters. Um, standing ovation. And I'm like, what? This is for, for our film? 
they're all press. It's all press, and they're standing ovation. Damn. Wow. And so that night we go to the premiere, and I'm sitting there. Um, uh, Neil Bio and Antonio are next to me, and and the the whole crew. And then um, Jean Bevout is is right over here. We're punching each other through the whole thing, right? And then at the very end of the film, and when he says "You are Chicano," that landed like this flood of goosebumps and responsibility um, that he was speaking to me and that I am the one who gets to take this message and what is this message. And, and so that was where Brion was like, I've got to take this message. Um, and I it was like, this is my favorite film of all time, even if I wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in my life led me up to being the person who told that story in that, in that way. And we're thankful and did, for it. You, yeah, we are. And you did a beautiful job at that. And, and on the show, we, we have a word for um, moments where God or, or whatever you'd like to call it is working behind the scenes and there's synchronicities and um, I wish that I come together and that there's an external force working behind the scenes. Shagunj. And it sounds like there was a shagunj for you guys uh, <laughs> and those butterflies showed up. Yes. When you had the experience with the butterflies, did they then try to recreate it with uh, Karimakatu? Um, because there's a mirror scene earlier in, in the film where he stands in the flock of the butterflies. Uh, from what I remember, from what I recall, that scene where he is surrounded by butterflies is in, is in the script. Um, and so those are superimposed. They tried to get it to, 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 to create you know it organically it just just didn't it never happened so those are superimposed um the and and the butterflies feeding at the end that's that's all organic all natural um but there were that's so fascinating. many so it was written in the script to happen and then it just actually happened but with a different actor in in, yeah. in the situation yeah wow and as you move in the very opening of the scene right before i'm introduced you see the man in the butterfly that's me and so that's that's already in the script. Is I I go through the metamorphosis. I go through the change, um, but it literally didn't happen until we were almost done shooting. Shit! Wow. Oh, and when I got there, Andres Berrientos, <laughs> we're walking down one of the dirt roads. There's military guys off in the woods. They were super nice with their machine guns. Hey, you know, um, but they were the guarding everything. And then uh, we're walking through, and Andres is talking, and we're, we're introducing ourselves. And this moth, these moths are like this big, they're huge, flew around, landed on my shoulder, and then flew up and then landed on my shoe. Um, oh, he's got a picture. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Oh, I can't. Dude. That is a huge moth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, oh my God. Uh, so yeah, uh, it flew around and then landed on my foot. And Andre said, "When a moth or butterfly land on you, it means you're going to go through a metamorphosis. You're going to go through a change." This was like my first week of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this was Welcome the to first the Amazon. Week. <laughs> yeah. Oh so God. was the metamorphosis? Sorry. No, go ahead. Was the metamorphosis journey story written in? Was it was it obvious into the journals of Theodore and Richard? Was it was it obvious that these characters were going on 
on these metamorphosis journeys, or was that something that was the thread that Ciro added to to bring these two stories together? I'm sure that thread was 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 in their experiences, Kokrotenberg uh, and and Schultz's. I'm not sure if, the, but the the narrative it, it, that was a necessary part of the the, the film narrative uh, that Ciro and the, and the 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 other writer wrote in. Um, uh, I, I should have had their names all listed for my. Uh, for their benefit, but um, so so that that was woven into the, for the narrative because that's the purpose of the film. That's the the messaging of the film is right. is that metamorphosis yep. and our responsibilities. And I loved you guys' discussion <laughs> on on that uh, that the lesson that young Katamikati hoarding. I think Aaron, you brought that up. Christopher, you talked about it a little bit. I, I think too. Um, uh, the hoar- the hoarding of knowledge and the 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 vengeance didn't benefit anybody. But then he realized that Evan was going to be it, this is information that he's got to take back, right? Very uh, connected to today's time too. You know, yeah. also with the compass, you can't hold that knowledge. We got we all get to share knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron, I'm going to throw it to you if you have a question, cocked. Yeah, uh, well, you know that's beautiful. I love that uh, that karmic message throughout the uh, the film, um, where he got that redemption to come back. Um, okay, so for my question, um, <laughs> I've always struggled with learning lines and and languages. I mean, I tried to learn Spanish, um, which was extremely difficult for me. So I wanted to know, first of all, how many languages. Did you have to learn for this or was it only one? And um, just you talked a little bit about your process. You said you had everything laid out and you wrote it a thousand times or whatever. I just wanted to know your process. And then, you know, how many languages did you actually have to learn for this film? Um, So I speak three languages in the film. I speak primarily Watoto, uh, Spanish, and then Portuguese. Portuguese was actually the hardest. Really? Mm. Wow. It was it was the most difficult. Uh, one is that you know people who speak Portuguese are going to know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, uh, also, Watoto was obviously really difficult, um, but phonetically, Watoto works. It's very straightforward, and it's almost it's a little like Chinese, where the indentation uh, is gonna is gonna deliver kind of the meaning behind it, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, uh, indigenous tribes have 50 different names for the word green. Wow. So different, 50 different shades of green. Like there's a name for each different shade, right? They have to, because the Amazon is so lush with greenery. Um, So here is my process. With Watoto, just constant uh, in my body, like a dance, putting it into my body, repeating it, repeating it, repeating it over and over again, creating ways of, so the only line that I can remember off the top of my head is Buena fue cuenan abayri, dama cuayri, aitiquay, which is, uh, this is the song of my people. It reminds me of home, basically. Mm. Um, and the way that I did that was had to bridge things. So it was a fun game of um, boo, like boo, 
<laughs> air, uh, thinking, uh, you know, like a, a, a ghost in the sky. Um, and then uh, Dennis Quaid, Dama Quaidy, right? Like I was just like wow. kind of games with myself, just trying to connect intellectually the language and then move it through my mouth. And it literally just took hours and hours and hours and hours um, uh, of, of, of that. Um, the Spanish was much easier. I have a base uh, familiarity with it. And by a month in, because everybody spoke Spanish, I had to, if I wanted something, I had to figure out how to get it in Spanish. Um, I think five people on set um, were bilingual with English. Um, and then, yeah, with the Portuguese, it was just, again, over and over again. But that was more of a technical thing, like trying to get it in my nose and, you know, that kind of stuff. But the beauty was that all I had to do while I was there, I didn't have to pay bills. I didn't have to, like, do my laundry. I didn't have to do anything. So all I had to do was do my job as an actor um, and experience and be in discovery mode the whole time. Yeah, so. just full repetition. That's That's awesome. Did you feel like... You you explained how a lot of scenes you only got one or two takes and with having all that language going through your mind and I mean, just adding that extra stress. I mean, there's there's stress going into it just speaking English, right? You're like, okay, I, I don't want to mess up the English dialogue. But then with that, is it did it numb or did it kind of shut down your brain at times? Or did you just, I, I don't know, how did you step into that? I think by the time that we were shooting, so we'd have rehearsal the night before, I'd take that rehearsal experience, I'd go back to my, once we moved into, so we were really deep into the Amazon, and then after two weeks, we moved into Matu, and then we went to Puetra in Narita, um, uh, which is where you are right now, Aaron. You're in Puetra in Narita. Mm. Um, we're in deep in the jungle there. Wow, Aaron. Ball, and far. We're in the jungle there with, with Chris. Um, but What about here? Uh, yeah. Where yeah. are we here? <laughs> uh, this, this is Cosmos. Uh, yeah, you're you're kind of in the ether. You're in the, the cosmos there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoshi. Nice. Um, That's where I like to be. So yeah, I I uh um the I, I lost my train of thought. Um Yeah, we were just talking about the uh where you, you, you had a limit of takes you could do and uh, you know, as an actor, sometimes you shut down if that pressure is put on you, but you felt like you could step into it through rehearsals. Yeah. And just commitment, man. You know, it was just like, I'm here. I'm not going to complain about anything. You know, like, I'm not going to like, it's, it's kind of going back to that vision over obstacle. So you're in your vision, you know, you're going to do this. <laughs> you don't have a choice. And then, you know, and being able to go, okay, here's my obstacle what's possible? How do I do this? And yeah, one of those possibilities is that I'm going to stay up and get like three hours of sleep and then traverse the Amazon tomorrow. Um, that rarely happened. It was very well taken care of. Um, and yeah, so I think once that, that ego starts to get in, you know, an ego shows up in a plethora of ways and you just go, dude, like I'm here, <laughs> I'm going to do this. Why are you trying to like, why are you trying to, prevent me from doing this yeah. so everything's possible absolutely everything's possible 100 percent of the time it's not the uh easiest uh acting job on the planet that stumbled upon your door um but you handled it with grace my friend with all the languages with with the two takes with 
the being in a, in a foreign country and and working with non-actors you handled it all with grace and you showed up and and you performed and and, and you made that film uh a, a wonderful film so from all of us here at society we really appreciate you uh checking out our content and and reaching out and, and coming on our show. You're, you're really our first formal guest. So uh, in the future, if, if you'd like to come back and, and just, you know, review a film with us, we'd be happy to have you back. And I just want to say, uh, and everyone else can say what you want to say as well, but for, for, for me personally, I appreciate you and, and, and thank you, and, and you did a wonderful job. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I, just, just really quick, I, I just want to appreciate what you guys are doing. And I think, I, I think Aaron, you tagged me and I was like, Oh, what is this? And, and I, I, I love, and I've been feeling the need to kind of go back into appreciation of around film. So you guys uh, allowing me to come on has been a, a really great, uh, uh, I, I love it. I love talking about it, nerding up around it. Great. Yeah, that's good. Nerd. Oh, you guys should watch this one too. Yeah, I was going to say, we love being nerds about movies as well. So yeah. Which film? This is um, uh, Queen and uh, Queen and uh, Queen and fuck. Did that just come out with uh, Queen and Slim? Slim, Queen and Slim, yeah. Queen and Slim. Yeah. Queen and Slim. Um, oh yeah. God, what is his name? Wrote it down. What what oh, year? No. Was like, uh, it came year. out uh, premiered I think last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. need some yeah. current films as well. Uh, right. Yeah, I went to the premiere. It was it was. It's interesting. It's definitely worth a commentary on. Uh, and before you jump okay. into the commentary, let it sit with you for a little bit. But anyway, so, yeah. Awesome. Got it. We do that, and um, maybe you can join us. So thanks again, Brion. We really appreciate you and, and your work, and, and we love the film. And so uh, best of, of luck getting through the rest of uh, the pandemic and getting back to – work and and getting more gigs you're teaching classes currently correct yeah i'm actually uh i teach a colby class to my buddy anthony gelardi at anthony gelardi acting studio he's a phenomenal phenomenal coach he's one of my best friends he actually directed me in a noble exile the one-man show um and uh uh we we've just been friends for like 15 16 years and uh and I teach there. I also do speaking engagements. Um, and now I'm creating a, a show, an online show where I bring in, it's called uh, Unleash the Creative Beasts. So I'm bringing in a lot of uh, uh, big uh, creative beasts, in my opinion, to this show. It's going to be April, April 3rd, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, so that's going to be coming out. Uh, yeah, and I'll let you guys know about that. Four three two one. That's a good time to do it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to direct anyone to a website or, or anything or? Uh, yeah. If you want to know about me, um, if you want mentorship, if you want any of that, or if you just want to know more about me, Brion Davis global.com. Um, and right now I'm kind of wearing a lot of hats, uh, mentorship. Uh, I'm kind of tiptoeing into the, uh, shamanistic experience and, I think that's kind of a wake-up call as of recently, and in, in what I want to what I want to move into next. Uh, we didn't touch on it much, but my transformation happened literally after I saw uh, Embrace the Serpent at Cannes, and so much went out the door. Um, I felt complete in my adventures as an actor, which was scary um, because I'm like well, I've devoted my entire life to this, um, and. Uh, 
now while I say yes, and I've, I've gone on to do, you know, oh. some shows and stuff like that. Um, I feel like there's something bigger right here in front of me that, 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 that I, I really get to acknowledge and tap into and, and move in a way that's, that's uh, bigger than me. So I think that's the next step. That's awesome. Do you see yourself what an experience to- as well? Directing? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I directed a short film um, a couple of years ago and I directed, I, I directed last fall, I directed a play called, um, uh, uh, um, why is my brain? Where did it go? Um, the best play ever by Breen Tiger wear a necktie. Does a tiger wear a necktie? A tiger wear a uh, which was which was an amazing experience. Um, so yeah, I love directing, and I, that's that's probably where I'm most. Uh, I, I feel like I can serve the best. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like as actors, there's just so much that is kind of like out of our control unless we're just creating our own material, which is also, you know, um, necessary, you know, but there's just so much out of our control as actors. Uh, when you want to get a message out, um, you, you know, wear whatever hat is necessary to get that message out. Absolutely. Well, I can't imagine being in a film and then seeing that film for the first time and having the experience you've had. I mean, that is, unprecedented so uh with that said thanks again for coming on brother we'll, uh everyone go check out brion davis and uh why don't we have you couple back on in a few months with for queen and slim i love it yeah anytime guys i'll keep i'll uh, keep watching you guys i appreciate you and i appreciate what you're doing and stuff awesome thanks, thanks. brion thanks, all right brion. very much much appreciated yeah.